If you're a leader whose success depends on your ability to think clearly, then join the 8-Second Daily Coach, where I'll email you daily questions to amplify your leadership in 8 seconds or less. Sign up now at ZachAaron.com forward slash daily question. That's ZachAaron, Z-A-C-H-A-R-E-N-D.com forward slash daily question. Your kids can have someone loving on them while you're all doing what you love also. And so it's awareness of it and then just acceptance. Like there's lots of talk. People love to talk, right? I love all the comments. Like, when are you going to get a real job? I heard that for years in my family. I'm like, this is a real job. (laughs) All right. I want to take a moment to make an announcement. I want to let you know that I'm taking applications right now for the Create Purpose Mastermind, an intimate mastermind group for aspiring seven-figure creative female business owners who are looking to build their dream team. So if that's you, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Here's what it's going to look like if you decide to spend a year with me and this intimate mastermind. You know, when I was putting this together, I really was thinking about what are the outcomes that I want you to get as a result of spending a year in this group. Number one is I want you to discover your unique greatness. Because when you surround yourself with people who see you for who you are and are able to draw you back to your own greatness, so much can change. Number two, I want to help you master your inner game. Because everything in business starts with self-awareness of why things are the way they are Because as soon as you become aware of that, you get to decide and make a choice to change it for the better. Number three, I want to see you lead with confidence. You know, because I fundamentally believe you already have everything you need. You don't need another guru to show you the way. And I want to see you build your dream team. And that's what we're ultimately going to be doing in this group is building a business around a team of people that no longer centers around you, the leader, but you now have a team where you now are able to free yourself up to be the true CEO and create a visionary of your business, ultimately to grow your business, make your business easier to manage, more profitable, and a lot more fun. So if you're an inspiring seven-figure creative female business owner who's wanting to build your dream team and grow your business, then please don't wait. There's only 12 seats available, so don't hesitate in getting your application in. What if this were to be your breakthrough year? And what if this mastermind is exactly what you need to really grow your business and bring your unique potential to life? To learn more, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Welcome to another episode of the Create Purpose podcast, and today's guest is Wendy Anderson. She's a speaker, coach, author, and she's on a mission for redefining normal for families. A little bit about Wendy before we get into today's episode. She was a wife and a mom, never meant to become a force to be reckoned with. And in a matter of 36 hours, her seemingly normal life was turned upside down with a rare genetic disorder diagnosis for her son. And through Wendy's life experiences, she soon found her passion advocating for her family and other families who are also going through extraordinary means to care for their children. Redefining normal is the new normal. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, husband, wife, family, and trying to juggle it all, 
you have to be willing to step out into the uncharted territories and redefine normal. There's going to come a point in in your life if you don't that normal just isn't working for you any longer. And if if you've ever been to that place, you know what I'm talking about. That's what we get into in today's episode, all about how do we recreate our lives and our environment, our family structure so that it does work for us, so that we can be great parents, husband, wives, and also continuing to pursue our dreams. The only way to do that is we have to redefine normal. So without further ado, let's get into how to do that with Wendy Anderson. All right, I'm sitting here with Wendy Anderson, who whose mission is to redefine normal for for families. And let's just get right into it today, Wendy. Like what what sets you on this path of redefining normal? Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. And really what set us on this path is it's been a lifelong journey, but the thing that really helped the awareness is when our firstborn son, Dexter, at six months old, he was diagnosed with a rare genetic condition called tuberous sclerosis. He had epilepsy, infantile spasms, which are the most debilitating type of seizures. And then when he was five years old, he was diagnosed with autism. And so we're starting on this life journey, brand new parents. We all have expectations of like, oh, this is exactly what parenting is going to be like, right? And right out of the gate, it was like, oh, wow, no. And so my husband and I both remember that day when we were sitting in the hospital, we're like, in a matter of 36 hours, our life was turned completely upside down. And we remember sitting there. We closed our computers, we turned off our phones, stopped the madness of the research, trying to learn about this rare genetic disorder, and just said, you know, we have a decision. We can lay down and stay down, or we can rise up and love him just like we've been doing. And it's from that moment right there, it's just kind of accentuated everything forward. Wow. Yeah. And this this topic of redefining normal, I think, is really, really important and critical for for a lot of families, I mean, for we, before we started this interview, you and I were talking a little bit about just my wife and I and our family, our young family, and how we've had to redefine normal in many ways. Just, mm-hmm. just with we're both entrepreneurs, and it's been, it's been hard trying to build something, be great parents, and yeah, and and also take care of yourself, right? And so, <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of people listening, not naturally. This is a, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and people that are there that are also building something and they, they also have families and they 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 want to be the best at all areas of their life, but it, it's mm-hmm. hard. And you know, your story is so powerful. There's nobody, nobody better probably to give the perspectives mm-hmm. because so let's get into that. Like, how do we do this well? You know, like how do we balance and because I'll be honest, like here's here's where my wife and I were about a year ago, her business has taken off. My business has taken off and kids are in school. And then there was a snow day, you know, I'm ashamed of myself a little bit. I'd always kind of look to her like, well, okay, so what are you going to do, honey? You know, I, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not proud of that, but cause I fall, fell, fell into some just normal tendencies because prior, before I was an entrepreneur, I was an executive, you know, and I kind of had this expectation that I need to. And so it was just, we kind of fell into old patterns. And I remember we were in the kitchen. She looked at me like, why is it always my problem? You know? And I'm yeah. like, good question. <laughs> like, you know, I was <laughs> like, uh, and 
you know, any married couple, I, I think you get like we there was some tension for like every time there was a somebody's going to have to give up what they love to do to for something else we love our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And it always mm-hmm. felt like this is a like, how do we make this work? And I remember there was a moment like this isn't working. This this pattern we have going on here isn't working. Mm-hmm. And that's when we set down the path of getting some help, getting a nanny and, and really, and we've, we've created a new, new approach and it's working, you know, there's still challenges. There's still decisions that have to be made, but we've certainly created a different environment that's serving us and, and our kids are loving it. They're right. So, and serving them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I share that story because that's kind of some, maybe is how we're beginning to redefine normal, I guess, but I would love we're, we have not arrived. I mean, we are struggling and like, so what, what advice do you have for, for someone like myself, like yourself, that really it is, it is a challenge. There, there's no easy choice. There's no easy decision. You've got to find a way that works for everyone. And that is the challenge. And that is the challenge. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that you said like at one day we were like, this isn't working. Yeah. And that's really a huge part of it is awareness. We have been, my husband and I have been entrepreneurs. We actually opened our first business on our first wedding anniversary. And so <laughs> we Aww. have been, we've been <laughs> entrepreneurs for like, okay, so I'll say it, almost 21 years now. <laughs> wow. Congrats. And, uh, so you've been married for 21 you. years. Yes. Yeah. We've been married that long. We've done it. And so, and it is, and just throughout the times, it's that awareness of like, this isn't working. And so we call it our weak moment. My husband went to pharmacy school. So one of us could be stable, you know, so he went to five years of pharmacy school and residency and all of that kind of thing. And his job, his business was sold. They eliminated his position. And at that moment, I was like, you know what? Like he didn't like it anyways. So why don't you come just stay at home and help support me? And so ever since then, it was right before the pandemic started, like my husband's going to stay at home dad. And so, you know, right there, you can imagine all the talking that's going on, right? Like, like your husband's, why, why isn't he working and you're just staying at home? Like, well, I really love what I do. And so it is that concept of awareness and acceptance of yourself. And that's why I'm like, I love that the two of you said, this isn't working for us because in that awareness, then you can make a decision to move forward. And whatever that is, for us, it was my husband staying home. For you, it was like, let's get a nanny. I remember the days of sitting at my desk, my daughter would crawl under my desk and she knew the green button would turn my computer off. And so she would turn my computer off in the middle of what I was doing. And that was another moment for us early on where I was like, this isn't working. Like, and it's, it's when we try to split our attention You know, it's like you're frustrated because you're not able to get your work done. Your child's frustrated because they want your attention. And so I'm like, kudos to you guys for for coming up with a solution that does work for you all. And that you can do what you love. Your wife can do what she loves. Your kids can have someone loving on them while you're all doing what you love also. And so it's awareness of it and then just acceptance. Like there's lots of talk. People love to talk, right? (laughs) Yeah. I love all the comments. Like, when are you going to get a real job? I heard that for years in my family. I'm like, this is a real job. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That question, 
is this isn't working. It's not a question, but what, well, maybe if you're listening, like what's not working for you, what's not working for you and your family. And absolutely. How do you, how do you find like that? You spoke about the awareness of, because you're right. Like, cause we just kind of, if we fall into victimhood, maybe we can talk about victimhood because, you know, you have every reason to, you know, you, you have life come at you. Right. And, but you made a, tr- I love that when you, how you open, like we had a choice and, you know, one choice is giving your power away. And the other choice is saying, no, I'm going to be powerful and I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to create more of what I want. And I'm going to move in that direction and make the best of this. And, you know, and so what do you have to say about that? Like this, this, we'll just throw victimhood awareness and that. Out and all there. of this. Yeah. Well, I truly believe that life is intended and for expansion. So we are always moving towards expansion and growth, however you want to say it, right? And greatness. And it's when we insert constriction, we insert chaos, like, and so like for you, there was this tension of like, well, or your wife's tension, like, why is it always me? And then you're like, well, this isn't working. That's it's, it's at those moments when we realize and have the awareness that like we've inserted something into our lives that's not for our greatest growth, our greatest expansion. And so it's when you have those times of frustration, when you have the times of tension in your bodies, like depending on however you feel it, right? Some people feel it in their bodies. Some people, it's a distraction. Like you're just not getting the stuff done that you need to do, but you're getting your dishes washed 10 times out of the cupboard kind of thing. Like in some point we've inserted constriction and then looking at that, like, why aren't we headed towards growth? Why aren't we headed towards expansion? And then making some decisions around that. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. No, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. What do you think makes that challenging? Because I would, I've observed that most people don't see through that lens. Yes. There's more of a lens of life is hard and sacrifice, mm-hmm. humility. I'm going to work know. hard. Yeah. And I, I, I'm proud. Yeah. I got, I got to work hard, you know? And so what long hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this, like, there's just this, like, I like to call it the box. Like there's this expectation out there of what people perceive, what people think. And then it's, when you're going outside the norm, when you're outside the box of normal, like there's that tension because it's really like, well, like so-and-so over here said that in order for me to make money, I have to do it this way. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't even want to do it that way. So why are you like trying to force yourself to do it that way? Yeah. And so there's so much that we're like, we're really trying to fit inside this box. And I'm like, go create your own box. Yeah. Because what is, you know, my favorite line, I'm like, what is normal anyways? It's just a setting on the washing machine. But society says we need to do this. We need to look like this. You need to be like this in order to have a great business. You have to work hard. I'm like, who wants to work hard? Like, I want to go out and have a great time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's what I think a lot of it is, is just that unwritten expectation that I'm like, who wrote that rule? Yeah. You know, the box, I love that you use that. I don't know. Is that a metaphor that, because we see the world through a, a set of filters, like a, a lens, right? You know, you're wearing blue colored glasses. The world's going to look blue. It, you're going to respond that way. And, and 
you know, what I, I work with my clients around is what, what is the story you're telling yourself about that thing or about that person or that situation? And the question, the follow on question is, is that story going to take you to where you want to go? Like, is what you're telling yourself serving you? You know, you think about worry, that's not fair. And like, poor me. And, you know, all those, those stories that, Hey, normal. I, I still find myself, I catch myself though there, you know, probably just the other day, but the the awareness back to awareness, just, you know, where like, well, well, wait a minute, is this story actually going to take me to where I want to go? And if you're not aware of that, you are in the box because you're just living in this small little box that your stories have created for you. And they're just stories. They're just stories. They really are. And we create some crazy stories in our life. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So there's this awareness, Mm -hmm. getting out of the box, setting, redefining your normal. Like you get to choose, you get to choose what's Mm -hmm. normal for you. There's no, no right way. There's a multitude of right ways. Right. But then, I mean, sometimes it feels like such a leap, like, well, how am I supposed to like, get what I want or how am I supposed to fix this or address this? It just feels, sometimes it can just feel heavy, so heavy to the point where it's like, I don't know what to do. Like none of my life's working. Like it just feels like my relationship's not working. My business isn't working. My kids are always mad at me. Like, what do you, you know, like right. nothing. Yeah. So what do you, like that can get When really the rabbit heavy. hole starts, the yeah. rabbit hole goes really deep. <laughs> right. It can. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a really great question. Like, Oh, there's many angles I could go here. One is truly on like the concept the first thing that's coming to my mind. And then I have a second thing is like what you focus on really grows. So if we're focusing on my business, isn't working, like my relationship isn't working. My kids think I'm a horrible dad. Like that's all you see. That's what's in your awareness is how everything is not working in life. And so that too is an awareness. Like once you realize and understand like, oh, that's where my focus is. Again, you can make a decision and I can choose to see what is working. Even if it's just my toothbrush turned on this morning, it's working, (laughs) you know, you know, little things with that. And even with regards to our careers and our businesses, I've had numerous businesses. I'm in the tail end of wrapping up. I was a mindset and business coach for another guru. And I really love what I do. And there was something on the inside of me that I literally, it's like a tugging. And it's like, when do you have to go do this? And it's like, well, no, no, like that's just a hobby. That's just a passion. How are you going to make money? Like all of the stories that we tell ourselves, like you're the sole provider of your family and now you're just going to uproot everything. And there was just one day that my husband and I, we were out for a walk and it was the strangest thing, but we both say it's like the world stopped. Like we live on a highway. There were no cars. There were no birds. There was no wind. And I was like, I am going to do this full time. I don't know how, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I am going to do this full time. And for like 30 seconds, the world stopped. <laughs> we were like, it was like, I accepted the call. And then we went on, the cars came back, the wind started to blow again. And just from there on, it's like going forward. And I do believe like we each have a calling and there is a day where we accept that. And 
sometimes in my case, like you were kicking and screaming for several years, <laughs> but it's like, live into your passions. Life is so short that like, why be miserable or why do something that somebody else wants you to do? Find your passion, accept the calling and don't worry about the how, like the how is all going to work itself out. Oh yeah. Oh I'm just like, oh, I could go in multiple directions of what you just said. I love <laughs> right? everything you just said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that calling. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I called it your, your unique greatness. There's just this, this thing you lo- love to do. It really lights you up. And it's where your greatest contribution is. And it's often, most people miss it because it's so normal to them. I, when I work with clients who are you know founders of small businesses, creative businesses, visionaries, when they start to contemplate what that might be for them, the story that comes up for them is, well, that's silly. That's, that's easy. And then now there's guilt because all my teams at the office working hard and I'm over here living my best life. It, so that's natural. So there's, there's stuff that comes up that makes it really hard to follow that calling. Like there's, you know, and I, I think I mentioned this book in every podcast, Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. Yeah, I love it. Resistance, right? Just mm-hmm. resistance is there to keep you small, keep you safe. And it'll it'll cause you to go chase shadow careers and reason and rationalize why why you can't be who you want to be. And oh my gosh. And it's all ways of avoiding future calling. And so there's just that awareness of wait a minute, like what? Being aware of that resistance voice and and just telling it to sit down and be like, no, 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 I'm not going to continue to listen to you because all you're going to do is keep me small, keep me safe, leave me kind of feeling at the effect of my life, i.e. a victim of my life. And so there's just that awareness of like, whoa, whoa, that's not working for me. Like this isn't working. You, that voice in my head isn't working. So there's that awareness. But then there's this opportunity to, once you start, I'm kind of taking what you said and mirroring it back to you because I want to see what you have to say on this. Once you become aware and you start getting a sense of that calling, mm-hmm. you, you start dreaming again. You start thinking about possibilities, right? What could life look like? What if I didn't work this job that I say I don't want anymore? What would I do? Moving back to focusing on what you do want, right? What you focus on really grows. What do I want? What would What would really light me up? I would love to do this full time, like you said. And Here's what happens next. When you start to think bigger and start to let yourself follow your heart's desire, I, for me, and you said it too, well, how? How will I do that? But it's kind of such a defeative how. It's like, <laughs> how? And That's when a, you get into, so-and-so says this and this. Right. And, this and, and this. here comes ah. resistance. Like, hey, yeah, how? You're right. You don't know how. And that we yeah. have, we both work with a, a coach, Bo Eason, and mm-hmm. I just heard him say this the other day. And I love how is a losing question. It so is. Like if you have a big mm-hmm. dream, how is the last question you should be asking? Because well, this is like, you don't know how you've never done it before full time right. and all in. And so don't ask a question you don't have the answer to like, just, so what, what would you say instead of how, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Because how is a losing question? You said it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. For me, and this is what I recommend too, is like create the vision. So I have a spiritual vision, like really why I'm here on this earth. And that was part of me accepting the calling and seeing how this journey of life has actually taken me to this point. 
So creating that spiritual vision and mine is love, be love and share love. I truly believe that like, if we had more love in this world, it's the answer to all of our problems. (laughs) And so like, that's a really big vision. And then we have a life vision. So what do I want my life to look like? What do we want our family's life to look like? Like I I had shared with you, you know, I had 78 one-on-one clients a month. It's a lot of time on the phone. It's a lot of time away from my kids and my children are homeschooled because our kids are being compromised. And my kids would be like, how many calls do you have today? And I'm like, you know what? This isn't, this isn't how I want my, I have to live my life with my kids. And so this new business I'm designing around our life vision and what that's going to look like for our family. And so it's really determining what it is that you do want life to look like and what it is that you do want. And then moving forward from that place, again, it's not looking at all the resistance or all the other reasons that things aren't working. It's like, let's focus on what I do want, what I want life to look like, and we're going to move forward from that point. Yeah, that's leadership. Right. That's mm-hmm. like powerful. Mm-hmm. That's being a powerful leader. And yeah, I, I've done some of this work myself personally. And well, actually, just recently, it's so easy to get off course and get like one of the things that I'm yeah. I'm wrestling with is saying no to the good so I can start saying yes to the great. You know, there's I was talking to my wife the other day. I said, like, what if we live life like it's either hell yes or it's no? You know, like because there are days where I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I'm not really looking forward to this all day meeting I have with this particular team or whatever, right? And I just feel kind of like dreading the day. I'm like, really? Like life, you're wa- I'm wasting my life if that's how I'm feeling at the beginning of the day. And and so it's either a hell yes or it's a no. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I've noticed is when I'm looking at my calendar, ooh, that vision, you got to have that vision. And when you hold that vision up and then you actually look at your, your week and your calendar and, and your tasks. And the question then is, well, where am I spending? Where are my commitments? And where's my priority? And then there's just this question, like, is this stuff that I'm doing actually taking me closer to my vision or is it not like, are you're either creating more of what you want or more of what you don't want. And you got to know what you, so that was eye-opening. I actually sat down and just basically made two columns on a piece of paper. And I wrote down like, where, where am I playing in life right now? Like if I looked at where my time is going and what I'm doing, thinking about spending my mental energy on. And then the other column is I looked at my, my vision and I just thought like, if I was living towards my vision, what would I be doing, investing in thinking about? And I'm like, I saw a gap. I was like, damn, like, I'm not, I'm, I got some stuff to address, you know, cause this, this yeah. isn't working. This isn't going to take me to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, and I love what you said. It's either a hell yes, or it's a no. And this was, you know, a few years ago, as I was on this journey, like I was frazzled and, you know, I had my business, I was running my businesses. My husband was in pharmacy school. I was putting him through school. My, you know, I have my son with special needs and disabilities and all his appointments and all of that. And then I was pregnant with my preeclampsia. She was born two months early as a preemie. So now I'm a mom of two with a husband who's busy all the time and grateful that, you know, he could do that. And my son was in school as the PTA president, da, 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 da. Like I was just saying yes to everything 
and I, I had a coach. I, I believe that we all should have coaches all the time. <laughs> and, and she just looked at me and she said, you strip away you being a mom, you being a wife, you being the PTA president, you being this, you have this, like you strip away everything away from you. And who are you? And I sat there in silence. I looked at it crying for seven minutes because I was like, you strip away everything that I do. I don't know who I am. And it was that realization that like in the younger years, I feel like I I had this vision. I had this idea. I knew who I was as a person. And then just the more things I said yes to and piled on top of my point I love it. People used to say like, I don't know how you do it. And I would say, I don't know either. I just do. Because if I stop to think about it, there's a problem. <laughs> but it is really looking at that foundational component. Like who is Zach? We strip away everything at the end of the day, who is Zach? And that's a question that had me like silenced for longer than just seven minutes <laughs> because that was my homework. And we get so wrapped up in the do, 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 and the, I say yes to everything. And it's easy to do. Yeah. But like, to your point, coming back to a hell yes. And does that fit in with who I am being as a person and what my vision is for life? It's key. It's huge. Yeah. And values, personal values. And Mm -hmm. like, I heard yours, like your spiritual vision of around love and being love and like, that's a value. That's, that's an expression. That's, that's a compass. It's a guiding force for your life. And it determines who you are in every moment. And so that's what values do. And I've done a lot of values work thinking through what, what are my values mm-hmm. and starting to live from that place. And that's, yeah. that's why I call this podcast, the create purpose podcast, because I was searching for purpose out there, like waiting for somebody to tell me what my purpose was or right. purpose to show up. I'm like, oh, now I know what right. I who I am. Now thank I know for, who I am. Thank you for letting me know who I am and what I'm here to do. But what I realized is your purpose is created every moment through through the activation of your values and expressing them. And and that takes courage and that takes walking out into the land of uncertainty, like you have had to. And we we all have. Mm-hmm. And here's something I want to get your thoughts on this. This is a recent discovery for myself. Mm-hmm. exploring values. And there's kind of this idea of values conflict. And I would, I think one of my values was integrity. And I'm like, yeah, integrity, like, and staying true to myself. And what I realized is it's, there's a difference between integrity towards others and self-integrity because I had tons of integrity when it came to serving my clients or other people. Like I was there for them. I shared up, showed up for them. But I didn't have self-integrity in the fact that I wasn't following through on what I said was important to me on my dream. And my so when you shared that, it just made me think of like, yeah, the the that staying true to who you are, self-integrity is yeah, you know, there's a coach, maybe you know who Rich Litvin is. I heard him. <laughs> he I heard him say on his podcast a while ago, he said, so many people are, what did he say? So many people are over obligated, under committed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all the the stuff that we say yes, yes to the PTA, we're over obligated. Mm-hmm. We just feel like we should be, ought to be doing all this crap. You know, like we that's right. how we talk about it. It's crap yeah. to us, but we're doing it. That's where we spend our time, and we're not really committed to ourselves and our dream and our values and who we really desire to be. And so, yeah, God, I, I love this. Uh, I love what you're saying. It's so good. You're yeah. 
Well, it's so easy. Like, and I say that loosely, it's so easy to put ourselves last. Yeah. And also like, as you were talking about integrity towards others, like that's such, it's an outward thing and it's a core value of yourselves, but for you to have integrity to yourself, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes in the brain. Right. And so like when we aren't holding integrity to ourselves or we aren't doing for ourselves, what we say we're going to do, like, just think about the message that's on the inside. I said, I was going to do that. And I didn't, you know? And so it's almost like we're lying to ourselves or we're deceitful to ourselves. And then pretty soon, as we talked about the stories that we create, pretty soon it turns into a story of, I don't do what I say I'm going to do. And then you embrace that personality trait or you embrace that quality as like, this is now who I am. And it all happened because it was like, it was, you were putting everybody else first and you weren't taking care of yourself or you weren't doing the things for yourself that you said that you would. So it's just really interesting to look at the evolution of everything, how it can happen, how the values. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that hold values externally that don't hold them internally. And you know what? People can see it. Yeah. There's a couple of places I want to go. Well, I'll let you choose. One is this idea of self-care. So self-care and you know i think of your story like so often in in business and leadership we take responsibility for other people and we put ourselves last that's that when you said we put ourselves last like yeah that's that's the definition of a leader leaders leaders eat last you know and and there's a book on that i think anyway but your story you actually had your, your children like responsible for like special needs. So there are times where you had to put yourself behind, like you just didn't have a choice, like, right. And so I just, I, I'm, I get a sense that self-care has been something that you've had to be very intentional about because it wasn't going to just naturally come about. So I'd love to talk about that. Let's just, I want to talk about that. Like I want to hear yeah, self-care and prior to putting yourself, serving yourself so that you can be the best for what you're doing. Yeah. And most importantly for me, what I had to realize is that like as my philosophy, but I had to redefine what self-care looked like, you know, so many times when people hear self-care, it's like, Oh, a day at the spa, a this, a that, you know, massage, like all kinds of things. Right. And so it really was redefining what self-care looked like for me. And self-care might be that while my son was in a therapy appointment, like I just sat and listened to music in the car or I read a book, or I have audible in my ears while I was driving someplace. I, I, try, I giggle. Like I try like crazy to be a morning person. I'm just not a morning person. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up at five 30 and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And it lasts like 0.5 days. And I'm just like, I just can't do that. <laughs> And so it is really figuring out what it looks like for you. My family knows that sometimes I'm going to send them in the house. I send the three kids in, I send the husband in the house and I just sit in the car for another five, 10, 20 minutes. Occasionally they'll come out and look at me and I'll wave. And like, I just get to sit there or I'm notorious for like locking the bathroom door and just not caring if someone's knocking on it right at that moment. So yeah, but it is like, 
you know, finding time to exercise during the pandemic, my husband and I, so we live on a busy highway at that time, you know, my kids were much younger. We couldn't like leave and go for a walk. And so we literally live in the middle of a block. And so we walk from corner to corner, corner to corner, corner to corner. And we would walk four, five, six miles a day going from corner to corner because our kids could come out. They could stand at the end of our driveway and see us either way if they needed something. <laughs> and so, and that's actually three years later, we still do that today. And so, you know, it, it's kind of funny, but it's like, that was the time for us to connect, for us to dream together, for us to have connections when it's cold. Cause I live in Iowa, you know, we have a treadmill and a bike and we connect that way and to keep our marriage strong also. And then just redefining what it is like, yeah, I love a good massage. It happens every now and then, <laughs> but that's not like what the basis of it is. I, you know, I've started to journal. I don't do it every day. I don't stress out about it. You know, it's like when it happens, it happens. We kind of have a saying in our house and this has only happened because of our life experience. Like we're not in our car, like flying to an ER and there's not an ambulance at our house. So nothing's an emergency and, and you just redefine and do what it takes for you. Like we kind of have a tap out system. Whereas if something's getting too much in the house for me, I'm like, okay, it's your turn. Or if it's too much for my husband, I'm like, Hey, let me do it. And so we can kind of read each other. And those are the things like for us, that's what self-care is about. Yeah. Well, what you're describing is it's little things. It's small, little, it's just mm -hmm. being aware of what, what, what could I do in this moment to serve me, you know, to, yeah. and it's little and, but it makes all the difference. Sunday nights are my nights. Sorry to interrupt you, but like Sunday nights, we, we put all, we put the kids to bed together, but Sunday night is mom's night. And I read a magazine I take a bath. I watch TV shows. Like the kids just know, Oh, it's Sunday. <laughs> like, yes, it is. And, and like, that's my night to go do whatever. And my husband has a night to just go do whatever. Yeah. Just kind of come in full circle. We started our conversation around awareness of what's not working instead of just telling the victim story of this sucks. And I just, mm -hmm. you know, life is just hard and making that choice of saying, no, it doesn't have to be this way. Because I think until you get to that point, you never even create enough space for you to be like, Ooh, what, what would make me enjoy this moment just a little bit more. Oh, I'm going to put mu music in or right. What is possible? Instead, we're, we're in our head, you know, brooding and feeling, so you know, feeling bad. And mm -hmm. the, the space never comes up for us to be like, Oh, I guess I don't have to sit here and feel bad. I can put, yeah, put some Bruno Mars on and jam right. out, you know? <laughs> can just jam out, yeah. Right? yeah, I love it. Well, just some wrap up questions for you, Wendy. I love to read. I, I love podcasts naturally since, since I started one too, but, mm -hmm. and I love to be inspired. And so I always like to ask my guests, like, what are you reading or listening to, or, or someone you're following? Just, just one, the, the top one that comes to mind that, that you're finding really helpful and inspiring to you right now. And what about mm -hmm. that is inspiring? Yeah. So my husband and I um, have started reading a book together. We read one chapter while we're exercising. And the book that we're reading right now is The One Thing. And I don't even, I don't even remember who the author of it is, but we read one chapter a day and it's incredible. Like when you really break it down to 
what is the one thing I can do today that by doing this, everything else is easier or it doesn't matter kind of thing has really, it's changed our lives in so many elements. Like we're looking at every aspect of our lives. Like what is the one thing I can do today that helps me be a little bit healthier? What's the one thing I can do to move my business forward? Or like, what's the one thing I can do to improve my relationship with my husband? You know, I'm going to tell him thank you for doing something today. So that book has been tremendous for both of us. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that book's by, tell me, if, is this Gary Keller? Does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. 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 That's a really good book. It's been a while since I read it. Yeah. I need to go find it. And... You need to go find it. Like, it's just been really life-changing for us too, especially in a world that's telling us to do everything. It's like, no, strip it down. Do one thing. Yes. And your that book, I remember around the time I read that book, have you read Essentialism by Greg McKeon? I I don't think I said his last name right, but... Right. But Essentialism. Yeah, it's a good book too. Yeah. It's a great book. Have you read his newest book, Effortless? I haven't. That'll be next. I'll have to get that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I will. I will be finding my copy of the one thing because I. Yeah. You're bringing back some memories <laughs> of where I was when I read that. I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty important book when I went through that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, next question, you know, this, what are what are you building? What what is on the horizon for for Wendy Anderson? Yeah, and I get a big smile as you say that. So it's so exciting. We talked about the journey. So we have a nonprofit that we actually formed probably eight nine years ago called Dexter's Dream Foundation. And the vision has come to fruition here in the last few years where we want to create experiences for families of special needs children. But even more so importantly, we want to create environments that that are barrier-free, judgment-free zones where anyone of any age, any ability can come and enjoy life together as a family. And so we do, we have events for families and it's like, It's that, you know, if you resonate with being a round peg in a square hole kind of thing and your family, you feel like it just doesn't fit inside the box, come join us and be in an environment where everything is okay. There is no judgment that we're supportive of each other. So we have the events. We are in the process of, we're actually breaking ground here in a couple of weeks of a whole complex. It's going to be a splash pad. And then there's, we have a memorial trailhead for a young man who was killed in a car accident in our town. And then we have Dexter's Dream Playground, which is barrier-free, all-inclusive, about a half a million dollar playground that's going to be in this tiny town that I live in. So that's one of the things with Dexter's Dream Foundation. And that that dream is just going to go further. I'm already planning where we're putting our second playground. (laughs) And so, yeah, just to create environments where people can just feel loved and welcomed uh, and included for everyone. Yeah. And and listeners, if you want to, and I'll put it in the show notes, but it's dextersdreamfoundation.org, right? To yes. learn more about that. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And then just, you know, just speaking to parents, my passion is really speaking to parents, helping them to understand that you can redefine normal, that you can live life on your terms. And if you feel like a round peg in a square hole, like that's the place for us. And, and for you to come with us, that's at wendyandersonpresents.com. And I'm, I'm excited. That's where the new business is going and that's where we'll be growing it. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Any, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah. Closing thoughts. It's, you know, if I could just tell people like, just 
live into your dreams. Don't worry about the how and just do it and go for it. Life is too short and you've been given a vision for a reason. And so accept it, get out there and do it. And the path will create itself in ways that I'm like, this is happening in ways I could never have imagined. And I believe that that's true for everybody. Be open to the possibilities. Yeah. Thanks, Wendy. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been fun. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode. And my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Arend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to people with great stories that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Create Purpose podcast. Bye for now. If you're a leader whose success depends on your ability to think clearly, then join the 8-Second Daily Coach, where I'll email you daily questions to amplify your leadership in 8 seconds or less. Sign up now at ZachAaron.com forward slash daily question. That's ZachAaron, Z-A-C-H-A-R-E-N-D.com forward slash daily question.